0: Good morning. It's good to see everybody this morning. We're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to start out um, and jump right into it this morning. We are very thankful to have Thomas singing with us this morning and playing for us. Um, Andy's out of town with the senior high. I think it's a senior high. And they've gone on a beach retreat. So we recruit Thomas whenever we can. And we're very thankful that um, he can come. And when, when he's here, we love to sing um, gospel songs. Now, This is going to show my age. I think it really shows their age a little better. I'm not really familiar with this first song, so um, sing along with us. Stand and sing with us. Anytime that um, you've got words on the screen, we welcome you to sing with us. So so let's stand and sing together Church in the Wildwood.
1: There's a church in the valley by the wild wood. No lovelier place in the dale. No spot is so dear to my childhood as the little brown church in the dale. Oh, come, 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 come to, to the, the church by the, the wild wood. Oh, come, come to the church Jesus. in the day dear to my childhood as a little brown church in the dew. Oh, no spot is so dear to my childhood as a little brown church in the dew.
0: Well, let me just tell you, it goes to show that we really do appreciate Andy Watson when he's even when he's not here. (laughs) Andy sets all the projector and all the stuff up for us every week, so um, we kind of took that for granted. And Josh ran in and helped us out in the end. Thank you, Greg, too. All right, let's sing "One Day at a Time." This one's a little more familiar to me.
1: I'm only human, just a mere mortal man. Lord help me believe in what I couldn't be and all that I am. Show me the stairway. I have to climb And tomorrow
2: someone near you and children we invite you to come up and have a seat here at the front for a few moments of sharing good morning good morning
3: for the past few weeks what have we been talking about do you remember we've been talking about God's love right well this week when I was outside when the weather was so nice I saw something crawling on my sidewalk and it ended up reminding me of God's love. What is this? A caterpillar. It kind of looks like a worm, right? It's called a caterpillar. That's right, Justin. And do you know that God changes that caterpillar into something that shows us his love? What is a a caterpillar? A butterfly. Look, so I got pictures of butterflies too. And if you look really closely... I kind of see something in this butterfly, in the middle of all of them. Do you see anything? Spots. It does have spots, but if you, um, if you use your imagination, yeah, yeah, that's neat. Um, if you look, if you kind of pretend, can you see a cross in the middle of the butterflies? You see, this kind of makes a cross. Does that look like a cross to you? If you pretend, it kind of does. So the butterfly, the butterfly can be a way to remind us of God's love for us too. Do you think so? So I found a poem that I thought was really neat. And I'm going to give you a picture of a butterfly to help you remember God's love. And it has the poem on there that you can let your mom and dad read to you. And we're going to read it this morning. Let me give everybody one. okay let's read it and then I'll let you go and you can take it home with you oh I'm sorry it says I caught a little wormy it was crawling up a tree he wiggled here he wiggled there he wiggled right at me so I put him in a shoebox, and I told him stay right there but when I opened up the box a butterfly was there I don't know how it happened I couldn't if I tried because only the great Lord above can make a butterfly is that neat I thought that was neat. So you can use this this week to remind you of God's love in a butterfly. Does that sound good? Okay, let's pray together. Everybody close your eyes. Dear God, thank you for sending butterflies to remind us of your love. Amen.
2: Jimmy, Fowler, make a note. i got to get some boots like Tommy's. Good to see everybody. Glad that you're here. Um, if you're visiting with us, we hope that you'll come back very often to be with us. We've got full lineup this morning, Sunday school for all ages at 10, and then we have our traditional worship service in our sanctuary at 11. Um, normally we have youth in the evenings, but tonight they're coming back from a retreat and will not be meeting. Um but we've just got something going on for all ages, children's activities, uh, Bible studies on Sunday night. Today we've got something special happening uh, at 4:30 for those of us that like to eat. and there are some of us here. Uh, there's a crock pot cooking t- contest. Uh, knowing how crock pots are a little bit slow, I hope you've started on your recipe already. <laughs> But anyhow, this afternoon at 4.30, we're going to be uh, judging these crockpot pot uh, Creations. And um, uh, that will be here in the Family Life Center. Hope that you'll be here for that. I want to give you an opportunity also to share prayer concerns. Um, if you have something on your heart and mind that you'd like to share with us and have us join you in our prayers, in your prayers, uh, raise your hand and we'll get you an index card for writing down this note and then we'll take those up in a few moments. Keep them up so our ushers can see where you are. I ask for some special prayer for a friend of mine. I just learned about this yesterday. Um, A girl I was in high school with uh, married an Assembly of God pastor who's been involved in a um, mission to Russia And he has, for the last two months, been in a Russian jail because he was taking a present to the um, pastor of that church over there that turned out to be uh, something that was on the contraband list. Uh, Innocently enough, he did this. But anyway, for two months, he's been there. His name is Philip Miles, uh, raised up in Spartanburg. Um, His fate will be decided tomorrow in a Russian court. So please remember him and that family. Uh, in your prayers, I would appreciate that. I want to call on uh, Marnie Dumas because she's better looking than Lee. No, because she has uh, something to distribute to us this morning and to help us with uh, uh, letting you know some ways that you may can be of assistance to the church.
4: Good morning. Thanks for this few minutes to talk to you guys. We have a form that the ushers are passing out. Uh, one of the ways that you can help support this church, not only by your, your money and your presence here, but also by your stewardship and by your you know, your volunteerism. We, we definitely, those of us that are on Council and Ministries, are put in positions where we have to ask people to do things. And this form is going to really help us out to see if you would like to do them so that we can come up to a friendly face that really uh, would like to help us out. Most of us, just so you know, when you're filling these out, most of us have this calendar year already done. So when you fill it out this morning, you know, or later on today, we won't be coming to you tomorrow to ask you to do that. We, we will be looking at you maybe next year, that type of thing. We're just looking in preparation. It helps for us if we don't know you that well. It helps for us to be able to know who wants to help where. So there's a lot of stuff to look through on both sides of the form. If by chance you look at it and it's there's nothing on there that you would like to do but you have an idea of something that you would like to volunteer for or to get some help with, there's a lot of white space on the page so feel free to fill those out. If you want to we're going to take about a minute this morning so if you want to go ahead and fill it out and pass it back to the ushers that would be great. I know there's a lot to read through Check as many as you want to or as little as you want to. Um, and if you want to go ahead and fill it out this morning, that would be great hand it to the ushers or myself. If you want to keep it, pray about it, you know, f- you know, figure out exactly where God wants you to be, you can bring them to the church office. If you want to bring them next week, if you want to see me, Arthur, anybody on the council would be wonderful. Any questions about the form? That's okay, that's fine. Either with the ushers, or you can come find me, or with Arthur. Or if if you want to take it with you today, take it to the church office, or bring it next week. A lot of different options. Just as long as we get them back in, that would be wonderful. Yeah, or just leave them on the table back there. It's fine, too. Any other questions? the cookbook. Um, It is coming along. We are doing a cookbook this year for those of you that are visiting or newer. We are doing a cookbook for the church Half of the proceeds are going to the budget. The other half are going to Relay for Life, which is supporting American Cancer Society. And they will be shipped out probably, I think right now we're trying to get get them all into different categories. And we're going to get the children to decorate the different sections like desserts and soups and those type things. They're going to decorate the little sections. And we're getting those things together. And as soon as that's together, they'll be out by the end of this, by the end of May. Any other questions? I am preparing for the Crock-Pot contest, nothing. Oh, sorry, I don't cook. Those of you, you can ask Lee. Um, I'm not a good cook, so. <laughs> I probably could do something in the Crock-Pot, but I, I, did, I didn't. I'm sorry. I will be here to taste, so. I will come to taste. I, I don't mind eating. Any other questions? Maybe I shouldn't ask. <laughs> Well, thank you very much, and we will, I'll hand it back over to Arthur. Thanks.
2: Penny, my wife, misread the bulletin. She thought it said crackpot, so she's bringing me. <laughs> are your prayer requests ready? If they are, if you hold them up, our ushers will gather them now and, and bring them on up here. I saw one good softball game this week. I didn't make but one of them, but it was uh, fun and awesome on Thursday about sunset time. Probably games this week, right? Tuesday usually. So thank you. Got to be some others. Three? Ah. Let us unite our hearts as we pray together. Lord, what a privilege it is to come to you in prayer to share with you our concerns and our worries knowing that you care so very deeply for us knowing that you answer these prayers and can be trusted with our concerns because if it weighs heavily upon our hearts it weighs heavily upon yours. We are so grateful for this We're so grateful that in every case, the prayer that we make is either answered or circumstances are adjusted and the people are given strength. And we give you thanks for this. We thank you for uh, Nella Reese and we pray for uh, health for Nella. We pray for troops in harm's way and their loved ones and families. We pray for Philip Miles in the Russian prison. We pray for healing for Mike Berg and Carl Reinick. We pray for a friend's daughter who is battling an addiction. We pray for Cheryl Dobson who is having back surgery Monday, for Crystal Shepherd and we ask God to, to watch over their family after the burning of their home. We pray for Martha Gibson and Pat Gibson for your healing touch, O oh Lord. We pray for the Gordon family and especially for Paul Gordon who has very, very uh, terminal cancer. Lord, these are our prayers. Again, we offer them to you in confidence and trust knowing that you care, and that you hear, and that you answer. We pray in the name of Jesus, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Scripture lesson is uh, from 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 2 through 10. Um, Just knowing that Simon Peter wrote this uh, does something to me. Uh, as I think about who he was and um, the knowledge that he gained as a follower of Jesus and for the words that, uh, that he chose. Like newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. Now that you've tasted that the Lord is good, as you come to him, the living stone, rejected by men, but chosen by God and precious to Him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in the scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame now to you who believe that stone is precious but to those who do not believe the stone is the builder the stone the builders rejected has become the capstone and a stone that causes men to stumble and a rock that makes them fall they stumble because they disobey the message which is also what they were destined for Beloved, I urge you as aliens and exiles, he says, to abstain from the desires of the flesh that wage war against the soul. That actually is verse uh, 111. You know, I may have brought the wrong scripture over here today. Oh, well, we'll persevere. No, that's okay. Okay. Um. Could I have a conversation with myself a minute? Okay. I urge you exiles and aliens is the, the point I want to really look at today. Our newspapers are always filled with articles about illegal aliens here in this country. It's even a campaign issue this year in the presidential election. Uh, someone seeking political asylum in our day is a little less common, but uh, now that the Cold War is over, but it still happens. From time to time we're reminded that we are a country that is filled or made up of exiles and aliens. But then my Native American brother-in-law reminds me that's not entirely true. (laughs) Uh, At least not of his ancestors, they've been here a real long time. He reminds me every Thanksgiving that it's only by his good grace I can sit down at the meal with him. Um, Those who often remind us that our ancestors were aliens and exiles do so in hopes of tempering our attitude toward the aliens who are now among us, legal and otherwise. Simon Peter had another motive for reminding Christians that we were aliens and exiles here on earth. His motive was to remind us that we're to be different from other people. We're God's people, a royal priesthood, whose lives are to be very different from those others around us. We are a heavenly colony with very different expectations. We can't be content just to live like everybody else around us and let their values be ours just because they're legal. Over a decade ago, now Bishop Will Willeman from Greenville and Dr. Stanley Hauerwas co-authored a book called Resident Aliens in which they examined the role of the church at this point in history that some are calling a post-Christian era. They pointed out that the church in America is finding itself on very unfamiliar territory. Let me see if I can explain that to you in my own words. The early church did understand itself as an alien colony in a very hostile world but that's not been true of the church in Europe since the Holy Roman Empire nor true of the church in America since our foundation. We have in the times past even thought of our country as a Christian nation. But things have really changed in recent years The church lost much of its influence and power in Europe after World War II, and a similar thing began happening here in America during the 1980s. It used to be that everybody was at least casually connected with the church, but that's no longer the case. It used to be that everybody agreed that the church was a positive influence in the lives of its people and in society, but that's no longer the case either. Just last week, I was listening to an afternoon radio show where only one member of the cast had anything good to say about organized religion or the church. Everybody else was putting it down. For the first time in 28 years, conservative Christians have not decided who the Republican candidate for president would be. Their influence has so far not been felt in this election. I found that delightful picture. I just had to put it up there. He must have been eating out of a crock pot. I don't know. uh... Most Americans say that they believe in God. And many say that they believe in Jesus. But many of these also say they don't care for the church. The church finds itself in a very different place than the one it occupied in society back when I was born. Consequently Willeman and Howawas urged the church to rediscover its roots as a resident alien organization or what Simon Peter referred to as exiles and aliens in the world. Now sometime we may want to discuss what has brought the church to this place in our culture. I'm sure to some degree leadership can be blamed We've experienced the fall of the televangelist and we've heard horror stories about the misconduct of priests and ministers. The involvement of church leaders in the political process, both liberal and conservative, has created suspicion among some people who see us only as a powerful lobby. But my purpose today is not to make you agree or disagree with me about the fact that we live in a post-Christian world, nor to determine the causes of this. Rather, my purpose today is to get us thinking about what advantages are ours when we remember that we are resident aliens, aliens and exiles. Why might the church be more effective in the world if once again we saw ourselves as a colony of heaven, an embassy of God here in this hostile world? And I find those two words resident aliens to be especially helpful because it's not just enough for me to see myself as a a resident or just an alien. If I see myself as just an alien then I might see myself only as a citizen of heaven who has no responsibility for life here on earth. An alien really isn't concerned about his host country. He just uses his host country's resources but his heart and mind are somewhere else. If we Christians see ourselves as just aliens, then it doesn't matter how we treat the earth. Global warming doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter that people are starving to death because all that matters is heaven. Life on earth just isn't important if you're just an alien. We used to hear that phrase, He's so heavenly-minded that he's no earthly good. That's the problem with just being an alien. But there's a problem, too, if I see myself as a resident only. If I'm only a resident, then everything in my host country is important, and nothing about my home country of heaven is. And I am in danger of being so earthly-minded that I'm no heavenly good. As a resident of this new land, I can forget all about the values of heaven. These folks are like the farmer who built ever bigger barns while he was neglecting his soul. The one about whom Jesus said, Fool, tonight your soul will be required of you, then whose will your barns be? But if I see myself as a resident alien, then both worlds are important. I'm an alien, first and foremost, a citizen of God's kingdom, but I'm also a resident of God's kingdom here on earth. And because of that fact, I'm concerned about the planet and his people. Earth stewardship issues become important to me because the world belongs to God. And because my citizenship is in heaven, that starving child in Iran or Cuba or North Korea or in whatever country that my country might call an enemy is still a child I've got to help because God's kingdom knows no enemies. That's the power of being a resident alien. A resident alien prays, may your will be done on earth like it is in heaven, knowing full well that that's not the case yet. It really should not surprise us when evil shows up here in our world because we're aliens in a very hostile, unheavenly environment. So one advantage then of seeing ourselves as resident aliens is that we're not surprised when evil overtakes us because God's will is not routinely done here. A second advantage to seeing ourselves as an alien or an exile is that we clearly see that there's a difference between the Kingdom of God and the United States of America and we don't make the mistake of identifying my country or even my political party with God's Kingdom. It always amazes me every four years to find that some people believe that God is either a Democrat or Republican or that God is on one side or the other in the election. Our founding fathers would roll over in their graves if they heard us thinking like this because they so designed the Constitution in such a way that that wouldn't be our thought pattern at all. They spread government's power over three branches of government precisely so that no one person or one party or one ideology would have too much power. Someone has said rightly that our founding fathers intentionally built gridlock into our system because stalemate is better than checkmate many times. A third advantage, though, of seeing ourselves as resident aliens is that we don't sit back and wait on governments to fix everything. We should work through our political processes, but we should also use the power of God's kingdom when we can. Have you heard about the Corridor of Shame documentary? Rural counties in South Carolina that are located along I-95 are the poorest in our state. Public schools in those areas are clearly substandard because the buildings are so terrible. The rural school districts are suing the state of South Carolina right now hoping to get more money to help those poor regions. Other groups are trying to amend the state constitution, hoping to accomplish the same goal. All of these are good and healthy political tactics, but the church doesn't have to wait on political wheels to turn. Churches are partnering with those poor schools, sending in work teams, supplies, books, and money. In one of the schools in Dillon County there's a book that says one day men will walk on the moon. It's one of the newest science books in the library. We're sending people in there to do something about it. Resident aliens don't have to wait for the government to fix problems. This young man is Tremaine Brown, a Wofford College sophomore recently awarded a 2008 Jefferson Award for Public Service by WYFF. This young man didn't wait on Cleveland Elementary School in Spartanburg to fix their math education problems. Instead he established the Math Academy whereby 50 Wofford students and faculty members tutor children one-on-one every week at that elementary school. Resident aliens take actions like this Back when Willeman and whatever, wrote this book, I can't say it either, Libya was the hotbed of international terrorism. That's Momar right there. One of the authors was engaged in a discussion with one of his students about what the military action in Libya ought to be, and he asked the student, What is the Christian response to Libya? And then he said, I answered right off the top of my head, I'll tell you what the Christian response is. It might be that tomorrow morning the United Methodist Church announces that it's sending 1,000 missionaries to Libya. We've discovered that it's a fertile field for the gospel. We know how to send missionaries. Here's at least something that's a Christian response that we could do. Oh, but you can't do that, said the student. Why, I asked. Tell me why. Because it's illegal to travel to Libya. The president will not give you a visa to go there. That's not right, I said. I'll admit that we can't go to Libya, but it's not because of President Reagan. We can't go there because we no longer have a church that produces people who can do something that bold. But once upon a time, we did. Then the authors conclude their story. We would like a church that again asserts that God and not nations rules the worlds, that the boundaries of God's kingdom transcends those of Caesar, and that the main political task of the church is the formation of people who see clearly the cost of discipleship and are willing to pay that price. Someone has said that the Christian faith calls, the, calls us to living in God's kingdom even if my church gets bogged down in internal strife and even if the world seems intent on destroying itself. Shall we see ourselves as resident aliens in this world and live as citizens of God's kingdom, exiles? Exiles here on earth. Amen Let us now worship God by giving.
1: I thought that number one which shall be. I thought I could be all I wanted to be I thought I could do all I seek and say But I can't even walk without you holding I I could do a lot on my own. I thought I could make it all alone. I thought of myself as a mighty big man, but I can't. without you hope Jesus. My whole So oh, I can't even walk without you holding my hand.
2: Don't forget the flower on the altar is for Andrew. Patrick Hansen, Thank you. Yes, new baby in the congregation. Uh, Let us stand together and affirm our faith in God using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, in the life everlasting. Amen. This is going to be the closing song and benediction response both. So let me go ahead and give you the closing blessing and and invite you to go into this world seeing yourself as citizens of God's kingdom and representatives of God in this world as together we serve in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen. When the
1: trumpet of the Lord shall sound in time shall be no more and the morning breaks eternal bright and clear When the slave ownership gather over on the other shore and the roll is called up yonder I'll be there When the roll is called up yonder When the roll up yonder. When the roll is called up yonder, when the roll is, is called up yonder, I'll be there. On that bright cloudless morning when the dead in Christ shall rise and the glory of his resurrection share, when his chosen ones shall gather for the homes beyond the sky and the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the road is called up yonder, When the road is called up yonder, When the road is called up, up yonder, When the road is caught up yonder, I'll be there. Let us labor for the master from the dawn till setting sun, Let us talk of all this wondrous love, again. Yeah. When all the life is over and our work on earth is done, and the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the road is caught up yonder, when the road is caught up yonder, when the road is called up yonder, when the roll is caught up yonder, I'll be there. When the road is called up yonder When the road is called up yonder, I'll be there Yeah, when the road is called up yonder, I'll be there